This is the Dan and Christy podcast. The McNugget Buddies are back at Macca's in the limited edition Kerwin Frostbox. Your breakfast with Dan and Christy live on the radio, live on the list wrap 24-7 and it's a good summer, isn't it? It's coming to an end though, unfortunately. Sucks. Yeah, yeah there's not many sunny days, uh, but uh, they sweep the clouds away when it comes to a great Aussie Barbie and there's a lot of people touring at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, well, yeah. Blink-182, Taylor mm-hmm. Swift, Pink, there's another huge celebrity, Leanne Rhymes. Leanne Rhymes, she's in town. Uh, not, the guy from Weedus is also uh, touring it. Yeah, oh, Buster's a cousin. That's right. Yeah, Weedus is touring um, and with the guy from Everclear too. I'm not being mean when I say mm. this about Weedus, but mm. didn't they only have like the one big song? How were they doing a full tour? Like is the, I wonder what the set list is. Like is it just Teenage Dirtbag over yeah. and over yeah, again? They yeah, they just put it on repeat. <laughs> well, I always um, like go up to Buskers and I say, if you can play two Weedus songs, I'll give you every single dollar in my wallet <laughs> and they cannot do it <laughs> because there's only one. Um, but there, there was a few uh, ch- tracks out there that I uh, listened to over summer. I listened to a lot of Nolsey, you know, Jimmy Barnes, John Farnham, Daryl Braithwaite. All your faves. And All my faves. Dan, uh, as you would know, but if you don't know, Dan has written parody songs for like 10, 15, 20 years, whatever, mm-hmm. like a very long time. Dan thinks in parody. He loves to do puns. He's very funny. And you got a little bit creative, didn't you, Dan? A little bit creative. Uh, this is called Australian Rhapsody to uh, get involved with the Aussie summer right here on Hits. Right. I see a Barbie with a wrestle and a snag. Kangaroos, Bonnie Doon, my lids like a chewed mango. Chicken sold on Tim Sims, gonna scold this warm beef beef. Galliano, get a pomo. And a bowl. Like a drongo, lost me keys. Bloody Scooey, scooey, moy, moy's like a nun's nasty. Fornicate arachnids, put some socks on centipedes. Slashing the beast, hit a long drop down Oh, that's Ripper Dip. Tucker Time, Game, Game on Moles, Hard Yakka Smoko. Oh, Can I have a sausage roll? Get your own. No dramas. How about a salmon How about toast? Or a Sanger, chocolate profiteroles. Have a go. Or a casserole. Eat your bone. Like a cookie, can I have a bowl? Oi, 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 oi. We'll sing Matilda more tequila. Oh, the coppers triple Tightest thing you've ever done. Talking about money. Okay. Cool. Uh, and we'll give you some Good free Mac. <laughs> Want free Maccas for our MVP? Then call us right now. What's the What's the tightest thing you've ever done on thirteen ten sixty? Because. Mm-hmm. Dan, I'm sort of maybe now starting to regret my decision. I made a very tight decision yesterday, right, mm-hmm. um, when it came to a new car that we've we've bought. It's the first time I've ever bought a new car, right? Just a good family car. We needed to have it. Um, mm-hmm. the, the other car, it just... Just broke down. Went to, to, do, to car... I was about to say dog car heaven. heaven. Went to car heaven. <laughs> went to dog <laughs> heaven and hang out with all the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know when you tell your kids that sadly someone's gone on to, yeah. to you know, whatever. You car get the heavy. idea. Yeah. The car's dead. Mm-hmm. My my old car, it just didn't work out. So we had to get a new car. 
And uh, it's exciting, you know. Um, I'm very thrifty. I have to be thrifty in my relationship because my husband is a pain in the ass when it comes to money. And he will spend anything. Like, he goes to the airport, he wastes money on burritos. Like, <laughs> what if it's... Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go to producer right. Maddie on this one. Out of the two of them, who is the tightest? Uh, it will be Christy when oh, it comes to money. A but like, percent. Yeah, because when it comes to anything, if he eats... Yeah, um, yeah but yours is, like, too far. You're like, mm. oh, how dare you seek medical attention? <laughs> like, Why are you going to the doctor? That costs money. Yeah, exactly. Because like, I'm sick, honey. It sucks. <laughs> anyway, and so maybe this was a bit too tight, and I would like to see if anyone else can match my tightness. I don't think they can. <laughs> no one in the history of man. 13, 10, 60, because, yeah, you, you've discussing this because you've complained the entire time about this new car because he wants, a, like, a tow bar for the back of it, and he's got a boat now. Like, you've got a family boat. You need something to uh, bring the boat to the uh, river, To the lake. So the yeah, car is great. I love what we've got, and, um, and one, though, for saving money because we want to do some renovations on the house and stuff. We're going to try and, you know, get a kitchen. Life is so expensive, right? And so I got mm-hmm. a call yesterday, and it was really lovely, and they offered me a few little extras here and there but Mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day I thought about it and I was like every little dollar counts and then I realised how many little dollars there were that I just um, said no to. Have a listen. I said no to the window tinting and the dash cam stuff. I don't need it. Because it was like an extra $3 a fortnight, which is not much, but we don't need it. I was like, no, no, no. Well, we've got to get that stuff anyway. What do you mean we've got to get window tinting? We don't need to have dash cams in the car. And dash a window cam, t- you have to have a dash cam. Why do we need a dash because cam? Because it protects you in case of an accident. But I don't plan on having an accident. Yeah, but I someone might hit you and it well. won't be your fault, but you'll have proof that it's not your fault because you'll have a dash cam footage of it. But we're not, why would we argue about whose fault it is? If they hit the back of the car, mm. then clearly it's their fault. It happens in the front of the car. Oh, my God. I don't need to. We don't oh. need to have window tinting. You do need this. You absolutely 100% need a dash cam um, because even the other day I had a car accident. Someone rear-ended me Very and I've sorry. got no no footage anywhere of it. There's no uh, CCTV anywhere. Mm. If you and, forked and out three bucks extra. Three bucks night. extra. I, I could have done it. But, um, <laughs> like, literally I've been trying to chase this person up and I can't get in touch with them. I can't. Uh, I, I'm just after going to foot the bill. Yeah, see, it. that sucks. And it was completely it? their fault. And you didn't have a dash cam. I didn't have a dash cam. See, now I'm not laughing mm-hmm. at that. Or tinted not... windows, so I didn't have to look at them. <laughs> it's a great mm. prize, don't get me wrong. It's only three bucks, but I was like, you mm. know what? Like, we, you know, three bucks adds up. That's... Three bucks is nothing. Yes, it is. It's $540 over seven years. <laughs> You've really done the maths on this. Someone is it's, very tired. It's not even the money now. I think it's just the principality. Hubby Justin is just, mm-hmm. I need everything. I need everything. And I said, honey, you know what? We don't need it. We're not the Kardashians. Have you seen dash cams uh, like Australia on the Facebook page? Is that a thing, it is, is it? So, Yeah. It's, oh, it's my, it. one of my favourite things to Google because <laughs> um, you see people in the wrong and then they'll argue. I know. And then you'll say, well, I've got a dash cam. Oh. And then they're in the wrong. And it's like literally people will say they're always not in the right. I'm totally kidding. Now I'm, mm. I'm regretting this. I should have just got all the little extras and I think it's too late. It was only $3 a fortnight. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's the tightest thing I've ever done. I've done some pretty tight things in my life, but I guess this, <laughs> this makes me it's the tightest. The list. <laughs> What's the tightest thing you've done? Selena from Herdsman's Cove. Are you tight? It's not me. It's the husband. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's you done, babe? He's a tight ass. Every time I go there and say, this needs to be done or this needs to be done, oh, do I have to? <laughs> It's a good question. Oh, no, it's, uh, it's even like time for his car or the radio or the laptop. You know, just because he paid for my car when I was, you know, in labour, of course. Hmm. Yeah, of course. He, he, 
You have to pay for it. Especially right? in Labor. Can I just say, though, Selena, uh, my ex-partner, um, wouldn't pay for parking when I went to Labor. And so, oh, he, no, he went out and parked on the street and almost missed the birth because he was trying to get free parking. Did you just do blockies the whole time? Why <laughs> <laughs> are you giving birth? I had my baby, of course. That's when my car decided to play up and he goes, oh, your car was smoking, so I had to take it to the mechanic. <laughs> Aaron from Lauderdale, uh, what's the tightest thing you've ever done? Well, look, I've done many in my life, but the most recent one, after dropping thousands of dollars to go through Taylor Swift, which I would do if you were in a hard place. <laughs> yeah. It was after the concert, I was literally bartering between two taxi drivers in the rank to who was going to give me the seat in between them. I was like, come on, boy, do better than this. <laughs> literally bartering one off against the other one for who was going to get the seat Aaron, mm. that is such a good idea because the same thing happened to us at Taylor Swift. Hubby Justin, as always, costing us money, just says to a taxi, we'll jump in, doesn't ask how much it is prior. Everyone's trying to get it. The taxi driver said it was $60. I said to Justin, yeah. let's get out mm. and go and barter with another taxi driver. Do you, like, you wouldn't listen. So we spent $60 to get 10 yeah. minutes away. And, and you, you've got to be careful because some of them say, quote, unquote, premium at taxi service, and they want to charge, like, Hundred and seventy dollars. Like, mate, you've got a clapped out memory. It's definitely not a friendly taxi service. Yeah. No. Taxi probably had dash. This cans. is why you needed dash. Cans. <laughs> it's Taylor Swift's universe. We're just living in it. Uh, she's about to do Sydney. Uh, a couple of shows, four shows in a row, actually. Uh, what a megastar! And geez, everyone's gobsmacked. There's so much Taylor Swift news going around. All about her private jet. Where's she going? Uh, apparently, last night she was in Surrey Hills. She was spotted walking out of a trendy, award-winning Pellegrino. 2000 restaurant. Mm, mm. Cute. Sorry, Hills is like a very bougie suburb in Sydney, and it's like, yeah, Ooh. it's, you know, all the lovely restaurants and stuff like that. How's this, Dan? So, my mum sees our photos from Taylor Swift uh, when mm. I went on the weekend on Sunday, and she goes, Oh, it looks so good. I should have just got a ticket. Maybe I'll just buy one. And I, I said, <laughs> It doesn't work like that, mum. <laughs> You can't just go, oh, I've got oh, all of a sudden. Like, I'll just do it. I said, where are you going to get a ticket from, Mum? You could. Then, no, no, it no, can she, happen. She can't. She's mm. tried. No one can get tickets to Taylor Swift. I mean, maybe last minute someone might be selling it on Ticket Tech Marketplace, but I said, Mama, you're going to have to mm-hmm. line up with the rest of the country to try and get a ticket to Taylor Swift. That's it's right. It's not that easy. She was just so flippant and thought, hey, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll just do that. Well, just... she's at Sydney Olympic Park. Just hang outside. Yeah, and and that's what a, a few Taylor Swifty fans have done. Just waited outside and someone was like, selling a ticket. And you're like, all right, let's go. And it's like $40,000, please. At the MCG, done. they had people holding signs saying, desperate for a ticket. Please, mm-hmm. please, please help. People were or walking just listen around. outside. You get the same experience. Watch it live on someone's, you know, Facebook page. But it's believed that Travis Kelsey will be cheering her on too. So um, so the private jet took off on Tuesday bound for Honolulu to pick him up. So over there, as oh, you do. Oh, cute. So her man might be coming down under. Mm. That would be nice for them. Well, he's still uh, pretty hungover from the uh, Super Bowl too. Jeez, he was partying hard, wasn't he, Travis? Yeah, he did. Of course he, he did. He went pretty hard. Uh, but the Reputation Tour, it was great. Um, it was some heavy rain uh, back. Uh, she did her show back then. There's lightning warning this time around, putting people at risk for actually getting into Sydney too. Mm, mm. That's pretty crazy. I mean, they had all the flights that were, a lot of them were cancelled when I was leaving Melbourne on Sunday. They were cancelled to fly from Melbourne back mm. to Sydney and you just saw these really tired parents, especially mums with all these teenage kids with all their ears to a stuff and mm-hmm. you could tell they just wanted to get home. But this is also going around at the moment, the way that she gets on stage, Taylor Swift. Oh, how's she doing? Yeah, it's so, it's like via a cleaning cart. So they're just wheeling a big cleaning cart and inside it is Taylor Swift because she doesn't want people to see her 
photograph before she's out on stage, and you just and this is all backstage as well. But you've so got if you the see a cleaning shots. car coming in yeah. with security guards around it, that's Taylor Swift in there. I mean, it would be so obvious now, mm. especially with all the security that this cleaning car would have. Mm. Because when do you ever see a cleaning car? with it like its own entourage. It doesn't happen, right? Didn't they do that at the NFL? She was in a popcorn machine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Jeez. I've, I've actually had to do this once. I had to come from the bottom of the stage up uh, in Grease the Musical. So I played the Teen Angel and they had this apparatus like a scissor lift yeah. that just worked on the way up. It didn't on the way down. <laughs> so there's one scene where like half my torso is just in a scene where, you know, the greasers are there just doing grease lightning and I'm just halfway in the stage. And what did you do? Did you just sort of go with it and pretend you were meant to be there? I just looked at the crowd there? and I just uh, looked at my watch and went, well, I can't do anything here, so. <laughs> Good time. We want to know from you, what do you collect? Maybe you're going to mm. collect the littlest pet. I said mm-hmm. it right. The littlest pet shop. This is what's going around at the moment. Uh, Big W, it's going to be a huge range that people in the early 2000s used to collect. That was a big thing. Mm-hmm. I used to love... The, cabby, the, yeah, that's cabbage, the cabbage patch kids. kids. Yeah. they little dolls. I mean, they're a little bit creepy in hindsight. I'd go and have are. a sleepover at a friend's place and there was just this big cabinet full of dolls. Ugh. But, you know, I was a little girl and I just thought it was kind of cute. And they made a movie about it called Insidious, which was really cool. Oh, my God. Mm. Is that That's not Chucky, is it? No. no that's that the creepiest that doll play. ever. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, collecting antiques, coins, whether it be dolls, stamps. Uh, everyone collects a lot of stuff. My mum collects soldiers. And in the early 2000s, um, everyone just loved food. Boobies, didn't they? A good hit in nostalgia back then. Yeah, that's right. My uh, boys beanie babies. Pokemon cards, that's mm-hmm. a huge thing too. Mm-hmm. And Megan, 131060, what do you collect? I don't specifically collect them, but my father does. He collects stamps. Stamps? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I actually rank him and he's got about 50,000 of them. Jesus, really? Roughly, roughly, and he's got 50 albums sitting in the wardrobe and... There's um, ones that are worth like between three to $5,000. Yeah, um, it can so be a really valuable there. asset. Would, would he ever sell them, though? Uh, no, he's actually got them in the will for um, somebody to give to. I'm not 100% sure who. But, um, yeah, he gets his mic, um, magnifying glass out and he goes over them, like, specifically to make sure they're in pristine condition. If it's not in pristine condition, he will swap it for one that is in pristine condition or, like, swap 10 for the one. Like, he's like a full-blown collector. Uh, man, I get the magnifying glass out for different reasons, actually. <laughs> not to look at stamps, just to look at stumps. Peter from Wangaretta, what do you collect? Yeah, the Tarzos. i got the full collection. The full collection of Tarzos. So these are the ones that were kind of in chips back in the day and uh, yep. they, they were similar to Pogs. And what kind of collection have you got? Uh, I think they're the Space Jam one. Space Jam, yes. I absolutely collected them at the time. And I collected Simpsons ones, and there was one of Bart where he's flashing a Mooney that's quite rare. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you've got those. So what are they yeah, worth the now? Well. Are they worth anything? Uh, I'm not sure. I've never looked them up, really. See? I'm just going to pass them on to my kids. Mm-hmm. That's nice, Peter, because I was wondering, like, do you? yeah, did you want to sell them or was it just for sentimental reasons, but you want to pass them on to the kids as something that Dad collected? Yeah, because there used to be Space Jam, Dragon Ball Z. You'd usually have a schoolyard bully that would come and take them all. Um, did he steal your slammers at any stage? Um, no, I used to just leave them at home. I never took them to school. Oh, I don't good. know why, but... 
Well, I'm just looking here. Uh, Foot Locker Tarzos are the rarest Tarzos in Australia. They're worth $7,500. Oh, wow. You might be sitting on a gold mine. Forget the kids, Peter. Don't take them. your Tarzos. <laughs> <laughs> Amy from Albury. Now, what have you collected? I collect books. Books? books yeah. And what kind of books? All kind of books. Um, fantasy, poetry, crime, fiction, whatever catches my eye. And have you read them all? I've probably read about 90% of them. Mm-hmm. Mm. And what's your favourite collection you've got? It would have to be the True Crime series. Yeah, so cool serial killer books. I mean, they might creep you out. But... R.L. Stein, Goosebumps. <laughs> I love Goosebumps. Chris from Wodonga, what do you collect? Uh, Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, you got to catch yeah. them all. That's true. So what, the cards or just Pokemon like plush toys or? Uh, predominantly the cards, but I've got um, pretty much every game. Um <laughs> Like the Game Boys and, and that sort of thing. I've even got a few graded Japanese versions of the games. Mm. Oh, wicked. Yeah, because uh, there's uh, video games, there's the series of films, there's the trading cars. They're a multi, yep. multi-billion dollar company, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Are you protective of your Pokemon cards, Chris? Because my kids are uh, really super protective. Uh, very much so. So my, my wife and I, we uh, recently moved to Townsville and we, we bought a trailer specifically to put all the suitcases and stuff in, and all my Pokemon stuff went in the back of the car instead. So, probably. <laughs> Jesus. Are you serious? Sounds, sounds like yeah, Team Rocket's definitely. blasting off again. Cheaters. Uh, spat between Airbnb host and uh, married guests have been dragged into court by the super host, emailing him with a photo of a man with another woman to his wife. Uh, so Christy's late to this one, but I'm just talking about the Airbnb host. Um, yeah, so Sean McKay, he's a guest from Mississippi, suing Airbnb and the super host Pamela Fowler for the fiasco and the damage done to his marriage because, uh, yeah, he just I kind know, of right? photographed uh, himself, uh, the man who was staying at the Airbnb, with another woman and then sent it to the wife. Well, you know Mm. what? You've got to be careful who you annoy. Mm. If you have an Airbnb listing... You're not a hotel. Like, you might not have the same luxuries afforded to you in terms of privacy, although you'd think that this, you would. This right. makes me want to get a hotel because um, <laughs> that's distressful. What public humiliation, too. Well, first of all, he shouldn't have been cheating on his wife. Exactly. Yeah, that's Play true. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. But this super host also sent this guy a lengthy list of rules that forbade him from smoking, vaping, making excessive noise, having unregistered guests from the local area over, uh, no skinny dipping, no glass, no food, no drinks, no urinating in the pool. Okay, I, I agree with most of those rules. Except I did that... them all at once. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. Why can't you go you skinny well. dipping if you're staying in well, someone's house and you're it. having a bit of a romantic little... How you can know, you tell if someone's urinating in your pool anyway? There's just a little warm area Some in that may section. stand out more than others, who mm, knows? That's, that's it. But um, yeah, so they've, uh, emotional distress, public humiliation, that's what the lawsuit says. So uh, police were called to the property. He was fined $500 too. But um, yeah, he uh, sent a picture of him and the other woman to his wife and threatened him and said, hello, Sean, hope you're well. So it took so long to get the photos you requested together to show Whoa. our stay at your home. Uh, there we go. So uh, I might post these to your wife. Uh, should I forward these, the photos and the videos? And the videos? That's the creepy part too. Mm. And, you know, and that's not fair, fair to the wife. Blackmail. You know, you, yep. yeah, emotional blackmail. You can't you can't hold someone ransom for being a crap guest in your house and then destroy their life. Like, you, mm. they don't know what ramifications that's going to have on his wife, who I feel bad for, you know. Mm-hmm. Although, having said that, Could have been. part of you guys, oh, but, you know, at least now she 
finds out. You're violating you can... your pr- yeah privacy too. Damn straight. And it could have just been someone staying there too. Like you don't know the story, do you? Mm. Until you see the videos and you're like, oh, you go wow, check on wow, wow. <laughs> I love this guy, Sylvester Stallone. He's never shied away from giving his all in any of his roles. Do you love Rocky, Christy? You know, I still haven't seen Rocky properly. <laughs> I know the backstory of Rocky. I know that he wrote it. He mm-hmm. refused to make the film with the studio if he wasn't the lead role. He mm-hmm. was homeless when he was when he was when he sold he it. Was. He only sold the script apparently for like a hundred thousand dollars. But mm-hmm. at the time, it was a lot of money. And he said, "I'm the one that plays Rocky Balboa," and it went on to win an Academy Awards. Amazing. Heaps of them actually. He starred in The Expendables, uh, Creed, Demolition Man, Cliffhanger, I actually... Stop, or My Mum Will Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> With the lovely little lady from Golden Girls, I remember mm-hmm. stopping my mum will shoot. I actually really loved him lately in Tulsa King. Oh yeah, um, I here's Dwight Man Freddy. Yeah, yeah so it was good. it was so good to see him do a lead role in a, mm-hmm. in a tough role as well later in life. Like he, he, and he's a really good actor, Sylvester Stallone. Well, he's always kept it real, but he's back on our screens on the small screen. So this is called the Family Stallone, and his story is amazing. I was kind of a scrawny kid. I could spend a lot of time alone, and I would literally put on musical scores and I would move around that room play every part literally I'd spent hours and hours just doing these odd routines so I realized I was not fit for the normal world I was always going to be somewhere in the world where you had to create your own little universe I think he's the most likable guy on the planet I love Sly and his wife is amazing too Jennifer and the kids too so this is season two. I don't know how I missed the family Stallone season one. Yes, yeah, so being a massive fan. It's a reality TV mm. show. I did not know that Sylvester Stallone would do a reality show, but I love mm. his reasoning for coming back for season two. It was just he's yeah. like, yeah, I've got to pay the rent. He just Dead needs money, immense he's got three fame daughters, and you know? influence. Yeah, well, that's it. And the day to day life of his family looks more interesting than the Kardashians, don't you think? Oh, definitely, mm. because you want to see real people. And I mean, I know he's famous and he's rich and stuff, but. He really struggled in early stages mm. of life, and he's done incredible um, films and <laughs> even stopping my mum will shoot. But I like him, and you're right. When you're likable, it makes <laughs> yeah, it's incredible film. Um, and when you're likable, I think that's the key with reality shows. Mm. Like you'd watch this sort of series because you just seen, you know, a dad outnumbered by his three daughters. His three gorgeous. They're actually not even kids. They're women in their thirties or yeah. their twenties, early twenties maybe as well. well so he it. looks super happy as well. And there was that moment where he and his wife separated. Mm. Sylvester Stallone and his wife Jennifer. He took the dog. Yeah, he mm. took the dog. Can you believe that? Hey, ain't there nobody gonna hit in life about moving forward? You wanna fight about a dog? Gee. <laughs> I've got to play reluctantly the Collingwood theme song. You love here. it. Go I on. I don't actually. I uh, really do hate this. Uh, I didn't have a great time uh, last year. Sometime in September when they did win the premiership. I mean, good on them. I was actually quite happy for them, which is surprising as a Carlton fan because, like, they they are actually more likeable than they've ever been at the moment, Collingwood. They've got so many good stories. I remember mm-hmm. that day that you picked me up from, from when I lived around the corner from you and we were driving to work and Carlton were out and you were just devastated. It was like the saddest thing This was in 2023. Uh, Carlton were pretty good last year. We, mm-hmm. we made, uh, you know, top four, which is exciting because we were bottom four for a very long time. Yeah, the year before uh, you weren't happy, but, you? but anyway, yeah, I wasn't very happy when we got beaten by one point when we'd uh, been in the finals for the entire year and then they uh, pipped us. But I'm happy. I'm happy for them. And I was happy for this guy because Mason Cox is one of the great AFL stories ever. The guy's massive. 
He's uh, two meters eleven. So uh, think about that. That's like six foot eleven inches. That is so, so almost long. Almost seven foot tall. That's, <laughs> That's true. That's why BT called this. Come on, here he is again. Mason. Big telescopic Cox. Big telescopic Cox. The American Pie. The Coxilla, they call him. Um, he's of great height. And this is why this story is interesting, because he felt guilty after being uh, at a Taylor Swift concert, watching her perform, and he felt for everyone that was behind him. So, like, he's the tallest man in the world, and he's a star on the field at the MCG, and he usually lights it up. He's a good forward. He's a good ruckman. Um, and he's on Instagram. He, he put up a photo of himself, and he's just towering over everyone. He is, and he's mm. so sweet. He's on a call out and said that he wanted to find the people that were behind him at the MCG because mm. he wants to give them tickets to get along and see the footy. So, mm. what a legend. But you know what? You feel bad for him because he can't, he can't help how big he is. He can't is. do anything. He can't do anything about mm. how long he, like how tall he is. And <laughs> everyone's it. like, you can't get annoyed at someone for being tall in the crowd. You'd feel so self-conscious as it was. And that's what he said. He goes, he was so excited and so hyped. Um, they couldn't give him an aisle seat. They're just like, no, you're in the middle row. You have to stand. He had no options whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And this must be a problem because our producer, Maddie, is very, very tall too. Do you have this problem at concerts that people are like, hey, stand down in front? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, like, I've had people tell it to me several many times. Mm. I don't go to many concerts <laughs> and I generally will always hang at the back. Really? I don't want to yep. be that person. And you don't mm. like but when people. I, like, I was very into Sister Sisters back in the uh, 2000s. I went to several many concerts and then I was like, nah, big boys up front, you all can do <laughs> Big telescopic cock. Here he is again! <laughs> Mason! Big telescopic cock! One more of the. Barista made ice cold. Drive through for your iced coffee favourites at McCafe. That was the Dan and Christie podcast. Dan and Christie!